This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 14 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, presented by Equestrian Life. Exclusive coverage of the world of dressage. We would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life. They can be found at equestrianlife.com and Kentucky Performance Products, online at kppusa.com. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Reese Koffler-Stanfield, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, presented by Equestrian Life. Well, hi, Reese. Thanks for joining us again this week, standing in for um, for Heather. Uh, what have we got lined up on the show this week? Well, I'm really excited today, Chris. We're, um, it's nice to be here, and it's nice to be with you, and um, I'm really excited. to. This is my third show, so I'm starting to get a little bit... A little bit more organized and a little uh, a little more comfortable in in these shoes, but um, I'm really excited today because we're going to talk with um, uh, a young rider that was covered by Equestrian Life on her journey here to the Young Rider Championships in Lexington, Kentucky, and her name is Elise, and she just moved from her home in Washington State to college in San Diego, California. So I'm really looking forward to to talking with her and and seeing how her life is going to change and how it works taking a horse to college. Yes, that will be fun, Reese, because, you know, so many people have to do it and they want to stay riding. So, you know, it's juggling the two, the two uh, well, your career, really, and your start to your career and your riding career. So it's juggling two things. And we're looking forward to catching up with Elise Carbone later on today. And what we, we have a few items of uh, news to get through today, Reese. It's been a Busy week in dressage. Of course, uh, middle of August, it, it, we're really in the thick of it here. And, uh, of course, the, the big news that comes out of uh, Wayne, Illinois, where they um, had the U.S. Developing Horse Championships. So that was a great week up there. For And uh, no surprise, really, that Christopher Hickey won with the uh, Cabana Boy. That's a fantastic horse, isn't it, Reese? Oh, he's lovely. And, and I can't, couldn't think of a, a better person. Chris is a great guy. And, and, he, and Cabana Boy is a wonderful horse. And I think it's been a pleasure for, for everyone to watch him develop in, in such a, a classical and soft. And he's just a wonderful horse to watch. And, and Chris and Cabana Boy have such a great partnership. So I was I was rooting for him and really excited to, to hear the news when, when, when I heard well, it was an unprecedented, unprecedented feat for for Chris. He now won two national championships. The as a young uh, as a young horse, they won in two thousand and seven as a five year old, two thousand eight as a six year old, following followed by a victory in the developing horse division and uh, uh, and an overall average of seventy three point four four. So that was fantastic. Chris, uh, who's well known to all of us, has been partnering this horse for a while. Um, is a Hanoverian bred, or, or is actually U.S. bred Hanoverian owned by Chris's employer at Hilltop Farm there. It's a, It's been a fantastic uh, journey for him so far, that cabana boy. I know he's by Contucci out of a Bordeaux mare and was bred by Douglas and Shannon Langer in Wisconsin, uh, not far from actually where the championships were held at in Wayne, Illinois, at the well-known Lamplight Equestrian Center. And runner-up to Chris was Don Bailey on, on um, a, a horse ridden by uh, George Williams of Delaware, Idaho, that's uh, Donna Hall out of uh, Pick Boob Mare, 
They won on a 68.29, and that uh, Don Bailey is owned by Elizabeth Giuliano of Gates, Gates Mills, Illinois. So that's a fantastic uh, result for them too. And uh, in third place, it w- went to Chicago appropriately by Calido the first out of a Corleone mare. And that uh, was a 67.47 for Heidi Guyan of Hollister, California, who both owns and rides Chicago. So congratulations to them. A terrific weekend up there in uh, Lamplight Equestrian Center in uh, Wayne, Illinois. Absolutely, and those scores are, are phenomenal, and I think it's really exciting because these are our horses that are coming up for the United States, and it's just, I'm so excited for George that he has one he's doing so well on. Uh, we're all looking forward to seeing him soon in Florida, and, and I don't know Heidi but from California, but that's really exciting that she was able to do so well after such a long trip. Yes, exactly. Now, it's great mm-hmm. that these people make the effort to travel across country. Well, we have an item of international news from the from the FEI. They've uh, they've actually created a new award, um, some new awards of, of FEI awards um, that they are actually showcasing for the first time. They're going to become like the Oscars of the horse world, and the FEI wants those to to recognize the achievements and success of individuals and highlight the stars of today and tomorrow, but that also bring together all those involved in the sport around the world. So, very much a global. A global uh, perspective here and a global system of awards. First of all, they're going to award the Athlete of the Year and also the Rising Star and the Development Award, which is supported by Alltech. And the Against All Odds, and that will go to to celebrate a disabled rider who demonstrates that disability is no hurdle to sporting efficiency and proficiency. And also the Groom of the Year Award. Delighted to see that they've remembered the grooms there um, and as they point out, the most often uncelebrated uh, person behind the scenes, and they're going to be um, awarding those awards. Uh, and the information for that is at the FEI website. It's feiawards.org, and we will put a link to that on our website here. So um, very exciting to have some new global awards, Reese. Oh, I, I think so, and, and like you said, the groom of the year, that that doesn't, uh, our grooms, they're really the stars of the show. They make sure that the horses are taken care of, and, and as, as the riders are doing our thing, that, that the horses have a wonderful life, and, and I'm just really excited to see how, that, how the award show, hopefully there'll be an award show, and it'll be a lot of fun, and I think that's that's an, a really fun thing that the FBI is doing. That's great. It is, it is great. It's great that we have our own Oscars. <laughs> I know, exactly. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, some other good news. Uh, you know, this this week, Reese, is a very big competition um, in, in Europe, the European um, Jumping and Dressage Championships. That's the Oltec FEI European Jumping and Dressage Ch- Championships that are going to take place in Windsor, England, uh, August 25th to 30th, so this week. Um, and you can tune in to Championship Radio, which is going to be a, a, a channel dedicated to the event from the August 25th to the 30th. Sandy Phillips, of course, well-known U.S.-born but British-based dressage rider, uh, the wife of Captain Mark Phillips, who's the U.S. Uh, chef to keep for the eventing team. She's actually going to head up the uh, the broadcast. So that that's great. And we can listen to that. You can listen to that anywhere in the world. It will... Uh, provide expert commentary, interviews, backstage stories, and 
um, that that it's that in itself I think is an added value to the competition and you can tune in at altecfeiwindsoreuropeans.com that's a pretty long uh, website to remember but we <laughs> will have a link on our website <laughs> to that and so you can listen to coverage of the European Dressage Championships um, on that website go to our website where we'll provide the link and if you're actually attending the event and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show um, you can you can actually purchase uh, a special headset at the event uh, from the uh, radio and program sellers there on the showgrounds too. So uh, a wonderful added uh, value there for sponsors and viewers and listeners uh, around the world. Reese, it's great to have this new media, these new media tools, isn't it? Oh, it's it's amazing. I I I'm reading now the show notes, and it's it's really cool to hear that. I, I I had no idea. So it's so fun that these these new avenues are coming, and and for riders and for people all over the world and sponsors, it's incredible. It's 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 really fun to see how the sport is changing, and and it's always exciting. Alltech is a company based here in Kentucky, so it's neat to to see that that Kentuckians that we're kind of are doing that. That's really a lot of fun. Well, great. So, well. Uh, well, I, I think I think the great thing is that no matter where you are in the world, and if you can't attend these events, that you can actually do that. Um, you can tune in uh, anywhere and listen. And I know I do that with a lot of events now, uh, so I don't miss much. Uh, if it's available online, I try and tune into it. I agree. I agree, and I, I can't wait to check out this website and, and go and hear how it's going. I'm really excited to to see what happens next week. Well, you know that that's going to be a very tough competition, uh, Reese. You know, with between always, of course, there's a real battle between the Dutch and the German teams, and and of course the other Europeans as well will be vying for uh, a medal. But um, there's some super uh, new combinations that are emerging with uh, with with the Dutch team, particularly, aren't there? Absolutely. I just the, the new Dutch riders are are really taking the world by storm, and and it'll be fun to see what happens next week, and and see if they, we have another world record breaking freestyle score <laughs> that we had a few weeks ago. So I think everyone's been tuning in online to to see Edward Gall, and it's it's been really fun, and that's an amazing ride to see. And hopefully he'll 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 one up his score. That would be great for the sport. It certainly will. That's Tortilla's who had the had the. Uh world record breaking score that Reese referred to just now and uh, you know I think it's going to be a real real tough battle because not only are they going to be wanting to pick up the European medals here but it's also an indication of what's to come next year for the World Equestrian Games Reese. Right right and and that is really a focus of of our life here in Kentucky now and and it'll be fun to have all those horses come and and see everybody getting ready so it'll be it'll be wonderful and really looking forward to it. Well, there's nothing like the best, the best in the world. Well, we 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 pretty much provide a lot of the best, best in the world here on the Dressage Radio Show. We've had some wonderful guests. Tell us about what's coming up uh, shortly here, Reese. Well, I'm really excited, Chris. We're we're speaking with Elise Carbone. Uh, she was the featured rider. Uh, uh, through Equestrian Life at the North American Running Rider Championships that were held here in Kentucky, and we're going to speak with her. And um, I'm really excited and, and would like to, to uh, throw uh, to a commercial with Equestrian Life. It is fantastic to have our friends at Equestrian Life as the title sponsors for the Dressage Radio Show. If you have not been to Equestrian Life yet, you need to go. In addition to being the official social community for the Horse Radio Network, it is one of the fastest-growing horse communities on the Internet. It is truly the Facebook for horse people. 
The goal of EquestrianLife.com is to bring equestrians together and to provide them with the breadth and depth of information and tools they need to learn and connect with other horse lovers who share the same passion. EquestrianLife.com is a fun, inviting website that strives to provide its members with a world-class experience that fosters the expression of all the ways people enjoy their horses and the people who are part of the horse world. EquestrianLife.com's social media platform provides users with cutting-edge applications and tools, such as people in horse profiles, social Q&A, status updates, messaging, photo uploading, groups, comments, blogs, expert high-definition videos, directories, birthday reminders, alerts, messaging, and on and on and on, in addition to their partnership with the Horse Radio Network. This community is designed by horse people for horse people and is filled with educational and entertaining video and audio all about our horses. Ride on over to Equestrian Life today, sign up for free, and tell all of your friends. If you love horses, equestrianlife.com is the place to be. Well, thanks, Reese. Um, and it's as you say, we, you know, our commercials are, are really important, and, and to, to, to acknowledge our sponsors, Equestrian Life, uh, of course, is our presenting sponsor here, and, and uh, we're just delighted to have them on board. And, and uh, not least of all, we've got a really nifty little tie-in here with our guest this week, as you mentioned, Elise Carbone. Uh, she was a featured rider for Equestrian Life at the uh, North America Junior Young Rider Championship. So uh, let's get uh, Elise on the line. Well, hi, Elise. Thanks for joining us on the Dressage Radio Show from Washington State. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, I just should uh, add that Elise was our featured rider on Equestrian Life's coverage of the uh, Young Rider Championships uh, here in the Kentucky Horse Park last month. And, uh, of course, Equestrian Life is our presenting sponsor of the Dressage Radio Show. So uh, it's tied in very nicely, Elise. We wanted to follow up with you and... uh, see how life has been like for you after the uh, Young Rider Championships, because that was a big deal for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was a huge deal, actually. I'd probably say at this point in my life, it was one of the, the biggest deals of my life thus far. <laughs> so uh, tell us what you've been doing since you got home with Navarone. Um, well, Chris, I actually, Navarro and I just moved to San Diego, California a few days ago, and um, I am going to go ahead and start school here next week in San Diego at San Diego State. And Navarro, as to this point, is enjoying the sunshine. And um, I look forward to having an extended show season with him because down here we're, you're able to show all year round. And as to where in Washington, we only are able to show in the summer months because of weather restrictions. Well, obviously that that will make a huge difference for you, then, won't it? With uh, with you competing and and how are you going to fit this into your schedule then with college, uh, Elise? You know, the last two years I've managed to do it, and it's kind of it's definitely prioritizing would be the biggest thing because writing is such priority as as, as a school. Um, you know, I make time if it means having to get up like at 6 o'clock in the morning and go ride my horse before I have to go to class, I, I have to do that because the horses are very important to me and, you know, keeping on top of my game and continuing to further my riding is very important. 
Well, Reese, you've been through young rider programs, and you know you've watched a lot of your students come up through their career. That's got to be a juggling act for 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 you. How did you balance it all? It is really difficult, and 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 Elise, I I know where you are. I was uh, lucky enough. Um, I went to the University of Kentucky, um, so I was lucky enough to have my farm here and my mom and my dad and my vets and my farriers, I didn't have to change any of those people. And so that made it a lot easier. And, and my mom certainly was a great support staff for me. And um, so it, it is a big juggling act. And I think you're, you're well on your way to having it the, uh, the right idea. I have to say that, you know, certainly riding, um, you can have a wonderful college experience and, and, and still be able to ride and have a great time. So sounds like you're you're well on your way right now to getting organized and um how has the move been i think that's that's also a really hard thing to do with moving yourself and your horse how's that gone for you um i'm not gonna lie the move was probably (laughs) this is probably one of the most terrifying things i've ever done in my life um it really it meant uprooting like everything i've known like it wasn't just leaving my friends and my family it was leaving um, Kelly Burris, who you guys met in Kentucky, who who's the only dressage trainer I've ever known, and she's had such an impact on my career and always supported everything I've done and in my riding. And it was really hard to leave her. They they've given me riding opportunities and teaching opportunities and training opportunities, and to kind of uproot and leave leave that was a really difficult decision for me. And I mean, like you said, too, it's like leaving the farrier you've always known and trust and the chiropractor you've always known and trust and putting your horse in someone else's hands. And it was it was scary. I'm I'm still adjusting. I think Navarro, I, I kind of felt bad. He just got home from Kentucky a couple weeks ago, and I threw him back on the trailer for his only second ever long journey in, in his life. And it was it was nerve-wracking. I, just, I actually picked him up at 3 o'clock in the morning, um, on Friday. And so I was like wide awake at three o'clock in the morning, just praying that I, he stepped off the trailer happy and healthy. And, and he did, he's like such a trooper for being so experienced or inexperienced in all this. I mean, the guys were like, it looks like you've done this a million times. And I was like, really, this is only a second time, but that's good to know. (laughs) Well, as you say, you know, that was a big trip for you coming to Kentucky, Elise. What what, what did you take away from your experience at Young Riders? I definitely took away so much from that. I mean, I would have to say the, the friendship with my teammates that came with me were one of the biggest things. I mean, two of those girls I still talk to are the two girls that came with me. I still talk to almost every single day. And I think they're they're great connections to to have in the future if we're all still in the horse world to to have made those connections and those friendships because they'll know more people and I'm down here now so it's it's kind of a really nice thing to have and the experience of riding in that atmosphere against those girls in in an international competition was was an honor and it really. It made me raise my standards for for myself, really, because I see how the girls around the United States compete and ride, and it made me realize kind of like what I wanted and where I need to push myself more. And 
I don't, it was so much fun. It was. It's kind of still surreal to me. I'm like, I don't believe I got to go to Young Riders. <laughs> <laughs> it well, really is a life-changing kind of event, I, I have to say. And, and I think, at least you're going to enjoy it even more um, as you get older, because I guarantee those those girls and, and, and young men that you met at Young Riders, you'll, you'll still be friends with them, because I'm a little older than you, and I'm still friends with the, with the people that I went to Young Riders and still hold that time you know, really dear to my heart, for sure. Well, because Reese is friends with everybody, Elise, so, you know, we, we, we know she's going to bring her young rider friends along with her. <laughs> but in terms of the competition, Elise, what did you learn from the actual preparing for, you, for, for your ride each day? And, and you know, what, that, that, of course, in itself is a very focused time for you, and you, obviously you did things your own way, and you had a routine coming over here, but then when you actually got into your major competition, what did you take from that preparation itself? Um, it was great to have him in that kind of atmosphere and see how he reacted. I mean, not only the atmosphere, the weather change, the, the idea that he had to ride in such a large arena. I mean, you remember the first day he was just terrified, and it made me realize that the the type of shows that you know regional shows I'm competing in really aren't you know don't prepare him for that kind of competition and that's why it's such an honor to be able to be down in California because we have access to the bigger shows and you know it doesn't mean traveling across two states I mean I literally have CDIs down the driveway practically now and it really I think that's going to be a huge factor in helping him prepare for those type of competitions and. Um, it made me realize, I mean, I knew he was inexperienced, but it also helped me realize, you know, exactly like the pieces of the puzzle that I needed to, to really work on. Um, you know, the pirouettes being a huge and kind of improving the pre-St. George overall as a whole and making it more solid. And like I said, I'm so thankful this to have, to be able to show this winner, you know, I don't have to wait. 365 days to be able to go out and take him to another show. I have a horse show in January, and I'm going to be able to run through those tests. And myself, as a rider, also needs more experience. You know, I've I've only ridden the pre-St. George a handful of times, so I, I'm excited to get back in the arena and ride through the test, you know, again and again and again until I feel comfortable doing it. Well, Reese, this is something you can identify with. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know... It- it's uh, changing here in Kentucky uh, now with our new stadiums and, and with the horse parks. So we're having more competitions here and closer. But uh, it's the same, Elise. And, and then when you're ready to move to Grand Prix, you'll feel that again and uh, almost even more. You know, um, it just takes a lot of time. Like you said, it takes a lot of repetition, and you can always do it at home. And, you know, I, I tell everyone that's great. That's the first step is to be able to do the whole test at home. But then to go to, to your, your regional show is another step. And then to go, you know, to come here to Kentucky and go into the big, huge stadium uh, is, is a whole new experience. And so you're absolutely right. The more experience you get, the better you get at it. And it just, it just takes time. We always have to, we always say uh, here at the farm that it's a journey. You have to be, you know, okay with the journey. Well, at least you know your partnership with the Navarro obviously is a precious one to you, and and he's going to be your valued partner for a while uh, longer. But do you have any other horses, you know, back in the wings waiting to come on the scene? 
as of now, um, I actually, Navarro's kind of my, my new horse on the scene. I sold my old FEI gelding to one of my students who um, is taking him to training level championships this year back in Washington, our regional championships. Um, and then I acquired Navarro, who I've kind of been putting all my effort in up to Young Riders this season. Uh, as of now, he is my only horse, but I'm probably within the next year or two going to be looking um, for something around three or four to kind of bring up and have on my own and start from the ground up. And um, I'm always keeping my eyes open for that horse. As like you know, I'm on a college budget kind of right now. It makes it a little bit tough for me because I do want to take Navarro out and put put the effort and the money I do have into Navarro. Um, so that's where my focuses are right now. And, um, you know, if something, if the right horse falls into my lap or if I see something, it'll be arranged. But I'm not on any immediate hunt for a new horse at this time. So what what will your typical day look like here? Well, you said you, you'll be getting up at the crack of dawn to ride him before you go to classes and uh, there in San Diego. So what, what, will you, what will your routine be looking like um, and as you prepare for your next competition, Elise? Um, it's going to be, I'm, I, I mean, I normally ride them out five to six days a week. It's, um, it kind of, it depends on, like you said, my, my class schedule a lot. It does have an impact to, to an extent. I try to not let it, but it does. If I have a test or something like that, I mean, it might mean missing a day. Uh, but I am, I am riding often and preparing. I, like you said, I have a couple months, so it's kind of like, going back and fine-tuning. I mean, he does he does everything for the pre-sinkers that I want. It's just a matter of fine-tuning and being able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. And a lot of that for him is building the strength for the collection for the pre-sinkers and the I-1. Um, since he was only a third-level horse last year, I mean, it's, it's still a little bit hard for him to be able to hold the collection through the whole entire test and put all the movements together. So it's it's a lot of basics, not not a lot of riding movement, but a lot of a lot of solid like being able to ride the collected trot through the movements and all that kind of stuff. So as of right now, I mean, I'm I'm fortunate enough to also be at a facility with quite a few arenas, and so I'm definitely trying to. We have like a hunter jumper show going on right now, so even just exposing him to like the show, even though it's a hunter jumper show right now, is good experience for him because you bet he was terrified the other day when I took him out there and and he needs to get over that he needs to to understand that he doesn't you know need to be scared and again it's just an experience thing so trying to expose him to all different atmospheres is is something that's really good for him and what is the facility you're going to be based at then at least with him we are currently at the Del Mar Horse Park with a lady named Bettina Hoy who rides with uh, Gunter Seidel. She groomed for him at the Sydney Olympics. And it's kind of, they're, they're all a really nice team to have because you have her and you have um, Gunter that could always be helpful. And, you know, she has, she has an international, like, quality, like, team surrounding her of, barriers and veterinarians and it, it made it a lot easier to bring him down here because I, I really do she's very knowledgeable and I trust I trust her decisions and the people she uses so well it sounds as if she, uh, she's in good company doesn't it race 
Oh, it sounds great. I, I'm jealous. It sounds like a fabulous team to be around and to be around international riders every day is it's inspiring and, and it'll be it'll be fun while you're at school that you get kind of a different you know, a different take on, on riding as well. So I'm excited for you. Well, well, now, now you have to, we have to ask you what your ambitions are. I mean, how much longer do you have in in college before you can break loose into into the world and do your own thing, Elise? Um, I have about two more years left. Um, I'm actually I was gonna I'm switching my degrees when I came down here. I'm gonna get my degree in criminal justice. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, with the option that I could possibly go to law school, but I, I mean, writing is where my heart is at, and if I'm making, you know, if I have a career out of that and I'm, I'm supporting myself enough to continue pursuing my writing goals, I'll, I'll obviously do that, but it is important for me to at least graduate with, you know, my bachelor's in criminal justice and with the option to continue schooling from there, but... Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> well, that sounds like a really good plan. I, I can imagine. I can imagine you getting into law and you know making a really really good uh, salary there and be able to buy a string of nice dressage horses. It she sounds like she's got it all planned out, doesn't it, Reese? It does. At least that's. I'm I, I'm I'm so excited to hear what you're saying about school. You know, when I talk to people, you know, riders that are coming up, young riders and juniors. You know, I tell them I'm I'm lucky enough that I can make my living as a trainer, um, but I have a lot of support and I have a wonderful husband who helps me with all of that. But I also um, tell everybody um, I I went to the University of Kentucky and I also have a master's degree for the University of Kentucky. So uh, it's just it's a nice comforting feeling that if something were to ever happen to me that it, I you know God forbid I wasn't able to ride or teach that I I still have an education I can always fall back on. And I, I think I can't stress that enough that that horses they're always they can always be in your life um, and in at, it sounds like you have it planned that while you're in school you can ride and and do some training and and you can you really can you have to be organized and and do it but uh, the education part of it I can't stress it enough and and I'm so excited for you and and proud to hear that that's what you're doing. Thank you. Well, yeah, that's wonderful too. It's highly commendable, and you know, we wish you the very best of luck, uh, Elise. And we'll pick up with you in a few months' time and and see how it's going there. Maybe in the spring after you've done some shows during this winter with Navarro, and uh, tell us how it's all going. I would love that, and it was great talking to you guys as always, Chris. It was good to talk to you again. All right. Well, thank you so much good for joining Elise. us. Good luck. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, that was really fun to to listen to to Elise. She, she clearly has hit the ground running after the, the young rider's experience, Reese. Yes, she has, and and I look forward to hearing how her life changes and how she incorporates her horses and in, into school. and And I'm so proud of her that she's going to school, and and I look forward to hearing all about her career as she continues. Absolutely, uh, in well, California, we will pick up with her again. And uh, but before we continue. We're going to take a short break here um, for another commercial, and then we're going to hear your training tips, so stay tuned. Well, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we talk a lot about Kentucky Performance Products, and that's because they are a name you can trust to give you the most value for your supplement money. Kentucky Performance Products offer supplements designed to target specific problems that are made with high-quality ingredients included at effective levels. 
The company supplements are intended to complement, not compete, with your dressage horse's current feeding program, guarding against over-supplementation, and each product is backed by sound research and the money-back satisfaction guarantee. And today we'd like to talk to you about Nalox, the original equine antacid. It's recommended by veterinarians and leading horsemen as a way of maintaining a healthy stomach, which reduces the risk of ulcers. Nalox can be given daily to horses exposed to stressful conditions or as needed when shipping, competing, or during stall confinement. You know, you can learn about Nalox and all the products at Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Reese, now that you're standing in for Heather this week, um, you're going to you give us a training tip so we don't miss our training tips. We really love those. You know, we know our listeners too, too. So what do you have for us this week? Well, I'm excited that I get to do my first training tip. Heather always has great insight, so I really um, I had to think very long and hard about what I was going to talk about <laughs> this week. I have a high, high shoes to fill, but... Uh, this weekend, and Chris, we had a, a local USCF show at a wonderful facility uh, named Meadow Lake in Kentucky, and they're doing a great job with their shows. And um, I was in the warm-up arena, and I was schooling one of my riders, and uh, the training tip kind of hit me in the face, and, and that was um, getting ready for a horse show is something that we don't all uh, spend enough time, in my opinion, uh, organizing and really focusing and getting ready for the show. So one of the big problems that I saw in the arena, and, and it was myself and my students, um, typically dressage riders have a, a lesson with the arena to themselves. And uh, you have your lesson, and you can really focus on your horse, and, and you're riding your test, and all those wonderful things that come with a lesson. But what I noticed was um, in the warm-up arena, uh, it's really a change from, from your daily training. And you have to, you're nervous from the horse show nerves and your horse is, you know, feeling a little different. And then you're in an arena with, uh, you know, five or six people and you're trying to listen to your trainer and get your horse ready and all these, all these types of things that, that make it horse showing, uh, just a different challenge in riding. And one of the things I really thought about is, is everybody should take time, uh, before a horse show to ride in, in a warm up like situation. Uh, where you go and, you know, there's several people that are all kind of doing their own thing and uh, you learn, uh, you learn to kind of, uh, know where you're going and plan out where you're going and, and be vocal and let people know where you are in the arena. Um, so that way you're not as nervous when you go to the horse show and ride in such a different environment. So, uh, that would be my, my tip is to really, uh, practice in, in a warm up situation. And also, you know, practice the whole the whole uh, show process, and that is do the warm up, and then and then maybe go to another place, uh, even a field, uh, where you kind of ride through your test, so that your horse is used to the whole practice uh, and the whole showing idea. So, that's my training tip for this week, Chris. And, um, well, and I hope great. it helps everyone. Thanks, Reese. That's a that's a very useful tip. Um, and I know you you also have a question from one of question from one of our listeners. Something about the half pass. A little problem there with the half pass, Reese. I do. I do. I have a, I have a question, and, and certainly we love questions. So send them in, and, and this always makes it fun for us to to talk about listener questions. But uh, the listener question was um, that she is having trouble in her half pass to the, especially to the right. Uh, keeping the bend and keeping the horse moving forward uh, in the half pass. 
And this is a this is a very common uh, common question and common problem uh, throughout throughout dressage and, and as you get into third level um, and then uh, and then on to Grand Prix you have the half pass and one of the things that I would tell her especially um, if you're having trouble one direction or the other you always have to take time to think about uh, how are you sitting in the saddle. I have a feeling that you're, that the that the rider is probably a little bit crooked uh, to the right. If that's where the problem is, uh, she's either crooked in her seat or she's crooked in her upper body, which is making her be crooked in her seat, or her legs aren't in the correct position. So you need to make sure that that you're sitting up, uh, you know, properly. That you are not um, hanging on the re- on the reins, especially with a bend either way. That you're making sure the horse is soft. Um, to that particular direction, and also that the horse is correctly off your your aids, especially your leg aids. If your if your left leg is going back for the half pass to the right, that the horse is truly off that left leg and um, is active, and that should help a lot. I always I always tell my riders, especially in the lateral work, to always look at themselves first, make sure that they are sitting the way they're supposed to sit, and. Um, Hopefully that will that will give her uh, some help, uh, especially with start with not such a steep angle. They may uh, be trying to go too sideways too quickly. Uh, use use the whole arena, or start from the center line and then use the whole arena, and that should should help a lot with the half pass. Well, that's a great tip, Reese, um, uh, and I and hopefully that. Now, what was the name of the listener that uh, had that question for you? Victoria Trout. So Victoria. hope it helps, Victoria. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Victoria, for, for sending us that. And as Reese just said, you know, we welcome your questions, comments, suggestions, anything that's on your mind. If it involves the world of dressage, please contact us because uh, we have the experts here to answer those questions. Well, um, our giveaways, we don't want you to forget those either. We have lots of fun giveaways and some great prizes here, and it's free to register. Just go to horseradionetwork.com, and those uh, four great prizes for this month of August. You've just got a few more days to register. From Equestrian Collections, we've got two $50 gift certificates. And Equestrian Collections, as you know, are sponsors of the Horse Radio Network. They bring the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips at a price you can afford. Visit them at Equestrian Collections. Collections.com. And from a quick Kentucky Performance Products, they are offering 75-day supply of joint armor, a scientifically-based formula that provides your horse with the building blocks necessary to maintain healthy joints throughout his lifetime. You can get more information on this and other products by KPP at kppusa.com. And from KBC Horse Supplies, they are donating one of, the, of their very nice triple-stitch leather halters with a custom nameplate. This is the same top-quality halter that they sell for all the famous racehorses in the Kentucky Bluegrass area. KBC is a local Lexington company with a worldwide reach, and they can be found at kbchorsesupplies.com. And I know, Reese, you use those don't you you have one of those triple stitch hot leather holders. all our horses all our have them we love kbc and they're they're just a fabulous company and and we we're there i think at least once a week so um <laughs> we, we use them a lot well they are fantastic giveaways again it's free to register just go to horseradionetwork.com or you can go to dressageradio.com and click on the giveaway banner at the right hand side of the page and we'll be choosing the winners of those prizes at the end of the month 
Uh, so don't forget, sign up as quick as you can because we're running out of time. It's free and it's easy and you could win some fabulous prizes. So, Reese, uh, what else do we have to remind our listeners of how they can reach us here on the Dressage Radio Show? Well, Chris, our listeners can follow our show notes at www.dressageradio.com. And we'd love for you to send us your feedback. And you can leave a voicemail at 270-803-0025. Or you can email us. You can email Chris at Chris at horseradionetwork.com or Heather at Heather at horseradionetwork.com. The Dressage Radio Show also has a fan page on Facebook, and there's a link to the, web, to the page on our website. And you can follow us also on Twitter at Horse Radio. And I would love for you to check out what we're doing here at Maple Crest Farm at, at my website, which is maplecrestfarmky.com. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life and Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, terrific. Thanks, Reese. Uh, I meant to ask you, are you tweeting yet? Oh, Chris, I, I, I think <laughs> we have to go to lunch and you have to teach me how to tweet. I, uh, I have to say uh, my husband's a software engineer, and, and so I, my, my computer skills are not where they should be because uh, I just to ask him to do whatever I need on the Internet. So we have to set that up, so I'm looking forward to to learning how to tweet, but I don't know how to tweet yet. Okay, well, maybe that's <laughs> the next new media tool that uh, you can put in your kit. It, it, we do it a lot here on the Horse Radio Network because it lets our listeners know when those shows are going to be ready and uh, uh, who our guests are. So it's it's been a lot of fun, and we've really really got into tweeting. Glenn's a great tweeter, you know. He really is into it. I got, I got to talk to Glenn, for sure. He's going to have to help me set it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reese. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us, sitting in the hot seat again in, in uh, Heather's place this week. She, of course, is out on tour around the country, and uh, you can find out where Heather is and go along and audit one of her clinics. You go to heatherblitz.info. Uh, but for now, uh, Reese, we we're going to uh, see you back here again next week. Well, I'm really looking forward to it, Chris, and thanks so much for having me, and, and I hope everyone enjoys listening, and enjoy your riding. 